At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. It is hour number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Split across the country. I'm Ben Wilson from downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios where Mike Palm is going to join us in about a half hour. He's probably in Can't studio, wait. Michael. Pumped for that. Palm's pressing yes, three. Uh, the VP of operations here at, the, at Circa, the Golden Gate and the D in downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi. As always, from from uh, New Jersey, I'm in for Patrick Maher. So excited to be with you, Michael, for the next few days uh, through the weekend. And uh, we we continue on some of our NFL offseason topics uh, with, look, even though it is, you know, quote unquote, the offseason and we're waiting for the combine next week, there's a lot of pressing things for us to get through. Like, there's no shortage of topics right now. And so we've we've no. got uh, we've got more segments here. No way or no doubt. You ready to uh, to go? No way or no doubt. I'm ready to go. I know you are, Michael. All right. I'm ready to do it. Let's do it. So, number one, we talked uh, the Lamar Jackson front yesterday about would the Ravens tag him versus give him a contract. Here is the no way or no doubt. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say the statement. You give your response. Jalen Hurts will sign a long-term deal before Lamar Jackson. No way or no doubt on that. No, no doubt he'll sign one. No doubt he'll sign one. I mean, I think, you know, they want to pay. I think he's understanding that. He's got a marketplace. Uh, I just found out today that the NFLPA is trying to help Lamar Jackson in his negotiations, so maybe that'll move things along. But I think there's a huge stalemate, you know, in that because Lamar Jackson wants to get that guaranteed that Watson got, and that's not available. So my sense of this is is this will be a a deal where the Eagles want to do it, the Hertz camp wants to do it, and so you find a way to make it work. How much, too, of that is 
what you mentioned yesterday on the Baltimore front from their front office, where they are going to they are going to be very not careful, but they're going to do their due diligence. They will. They are not going to rush into anything. I mean, how much does that impact things too? When you have a deal, a player like Lamar Jackson who doesn't have an agent and is now relying on the NFLPA to basically uh, help him out in that. Well, I mean, it's really hard, right? I mean, it's hard to 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 discuss contracts with a with a per, with a player and and be honest and say, well, we don't think you're good here, and then ask that player to go out and play for you. You know, you kind of need a little bit of a buffer and. You also don't want to lie to the player, right? You don't want to say something and that's not true because players can read through that better than anything. So you want to be honest and you want to be able to have what you say understood exactly the way you said it. So you need somebody else in the room to help you with that. And I think it's a challenge. It's very challenging. And not that you're going to say anything negative about Lamar, but you're going to say, look, you know, here's what we're offering. Here's what our ownership feels like our guarantee should be here. We agree with you. How do we bridge the gap? I think ultimately it's a challenging conversation. It, it's sort of the closest thing to like Major League Baseball's arbitration, not from the actual you know, hearings or anything, but just from that that back and forth. That's been the big story in Major League Baseball. These these star players who are basically told what they are bad at by teams to try to reduce their value, and they're being told to their face, which has created a lot right. of ill will. And in, in some of these, uh, the big story was Corbin Burns and the Milwaukee Brewers, their star pitcher, who's basically was basically told he was responsible for the team missing the playoffs. Like, imagine that happening in the NFL. If you walk into a room and say, yeah, yeah you suck. You're the reason we didn't make the playoffs. You think that's going to go over well? Uh, no. So it's it's fascinating to see how that will play out with a guy who's not represented uh, in Lamar Jackson. I, I would be with you. It, it seems like the Hurts-Eagles long-term deal is much more uh, imminent there than Lamar. So no doubts on number one. Let's go to number two. I'm sure you saw this with uh, the Raiders GM Dave Ziegler saying, it's not. Uh, it might not be a situation where the Raiders have an immediate answer at quarterback coming into this offseason, but here's the statement. The Raiders will find their future franchise quarterback this offseason. No way or no doubt for you. Uh, I don't – that's a hard one. When you say franchise, uh, you know, I would say they will find a quarterback, no doubt. I would say no way they find their franchise. So I, I kind of split, mm-hmm. split in hairs here. Because I think at the end of the day, it's, is there a franchise quarterback out there? Who is a franchise quarterback? T- tell me. Who is it? Is it? Could they get to, you know, C.J. Stroud? Is he a franchise quarterback? Is Anthony Richardson a franchise quarterback? I mean, when we go in these drafts, you know, people didn't think Peyton Manning was a franchise quarterback. This time last year, no one thought Trevor Lawrence was a franchise quarterback. So how, how do you define franchise quarterback? Do I think the Raiders will add a quarterback to their roster? Maybe two? Yeah, I sure do. Do I think they'll improve the position? Yeah, I think they'll find somebody who fits what they do and can execute what they want them to do. And much like what the Seattle Seahawks did was find somebody that fits what they want to do. And Geno Smith did it really well. So I don't think – I think they will. But I also think they're going to constantly keep searching, much like Andy Reid kept searching. Much like Sean Payton tried to keep searching, but he couldn't get the trade done to get Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the the thing is, you can't stop. When you bring someone in, like if you were to, you can't stop until you know you have the guy. And can we, you know, how many teams really know they have the guy? After year two in Cleveland, did Cleveland Browns fans think they had the guy in Baker Mayfield? Of course they did. They were all saying how they did it. You know, after MVP Mitch's season, in Chicago, every Bear fan thought they had the guy, right? And so yeah, never that it's easy. hard to 
Uh, excuse me? It's never that easy. I mean, it just it's just not that straightforward. It's just not. It's so you got to keep working at it. You got to keep finding it. And the only way you find it is by keep searching. You can't turn it off. That's where you look at the draft order. You see the Raiders at seventh, and you go, all right, likely Young and Stroud are almost certainly going to be off the board by then with the Texans and Colts in front of them who are desperate for a quarterback. So do you sit there and say, well, we're, we're like, we think it's either Levis or Richardson. We're just going to gamble on that when there's so much uncertainty there. It's hard for me to look at that and say that's just an automatic, oh, we're going to take a gamble on a guy and go from there. It it just would seem like a stretch. I I think what Ziegler said in that video made it very clear they're not gambling. It made it very clear they're not gambling. And I think to me, they probably feel like they're the Patriots in 2000 when Belichick had what? I think he had the sixth pick in the draft and, and they picked Richard Seymour. The Browns picked Gerald Warren. So, you know, they had Drew Bledsoe under contract, and then they picked Brady, 90, you know. And so, like, I think they feel like they're going to hit with the seventh pick in the draft. There's not going to be a mistake. We're going to get a guy that fits what we do, that's, that symbolizes everything we believe in the program, who's going to be a 10-year starter for our team. Could it be a left tackle? Could it be a defensive lineman? I don't know yet. Could it be a corner? I don't know yet. But it's going to be somebody like that. We're not going to roll the dice. We've rolled the dice too much. We're in this mess because – we picked Cleveland Farrell four. We rolled the dice on Henry Ruggs. We rolled the dice on a Jonathan Abram. We've rolled the dice on uh, uh, Arnett, Damon Arnett. I mean, they've done it. This is why they're in this mess. Right. No gambling from the guy in Las Vegas, Dave Ziegler, who's, again, that was the quote. Las Vegas might not have an immediate answer uh, at quarterback this year. Our, our final no way or no doubt we'll, uh, we'll bring up right now. <laughs> this is fun. The New York Jets should prioritize signing Derek Carr instead of waiting on a decision from Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, since they think he's a Hall of Fame player, they should sign him right now, and they should pay him like a Hall of Fame. If that quote is true, you know, and that's been reported by the worldwide leader, if that quote's true, then they should get, sign him and pay him $55 million a year. Because if he's a Hall of Fame player, it's going to be worth it. So, I mean, like, it's not that complicated. If that's how you evaluate, if you're selling a player on becoming a Hall of Fame player who's only made the playoffs three times in his career, one time he didn't even get, he wasn't on the, he was hurt. I think it's twice he's been in the playoffs, right? That's all it's been twice. I mean, look, I, I, I get the sense when the Jets are saying what they're saying, it's really out of desperation than anything. Yeah. It's complete desperation. The, the quote was the Jets saying, We believe if you come to New York and win, you could be a first ballot. Hall of Famer. That was the quote, Todd. <laughs> Derek Carr. But it, what's funny is you also have this, you know, this Aaron Rodgers piece, and it, I can't help but laugh at how he is, just, you know, he's just playing the circus, uh, you know, the, the strings from behind the scenes. He loves how this is leading, you know, on the front page of ESPN. Aaron Rodgers leaves darkness retreat. I mean, what are we doing at this point with Rodgers? This has been, as soon as the Packers lost to Detroit, as soon as the clock hit zero, you could see it on the field, Michael. He went in, he just flipped the the switch. He went into full diva offseason. I'm going to steal every front page headline mode. And now here we, we are in February 23rd and the front page of, uh, of one of the you know, biggest sports outlets is Rogers emerges from a darkness retreat where he's apparently found salvation over sitting in darkness over the last 72 hours. It's just hilarious to me. Well, I mean, it's, look, it's, it's, it's clicks. I mean, we, we know this, that, that people want – the only way you get clicks is sensational journalism. I mean, so this is a sensational story. You know, nobody wants to pay attention to the boring stories that really matter. 
you know, Russell Wilson was a sensational story. Go back and read all the clips on that this off, last offseason, you know, and about how it was going to make them just a great team. I mean, I just think to me, uh, when you break this down, you know, can Rodgers help a team win? There's no doubt. Is he still a good player? There's no doubt. What's it going to cost, and how are you going to structure the contract? To me, that's as much as anything, a part of it. Right. And I think he would be great on any team. He would make the Raiders a much better team. But would he help their defense? Would it, would there be enough room to sign other players? That's the hard part. Yeah. Well, and what, <laughs> the, what the whole charade has done with Rodgers, it, it's changed it from last offseason where as much as people said, oh, yeah, he's, he's, there's going to be other suitors, and we sat here and definitively, I remember you and I saying, he's under contract. He's going back to Green Bay. I don't care that he lost Devontae Adams. This is not just going to happen overnight. But now with the way it's the off-field issues have started, not issues, but just the storylines have piled up, you now get these, these tea leaves and rumors coming out of Green Bay that they're just so fed up with them that they're just ready for it to be done. So that's the difference now from last offseason to this offseason with Rodgers. And it's, uh, it's, very, it's very awkward for us, us friendly Wisconsinites, Michael, because we don't really know what to do. Or like, like make up your mind, man. What, don't, what, what, what are we doing here? Well, it's his timetable, right? So I think right. basically, as your friendly Wisconsin cheesemakers are saying, is we can win eight games with, with Jordan Love. We can win nine games. Why are we dealing with this anyway? Let's just move on. It, it's just amazing how it has become so eerily similar to the Brett Favre saga. It just, it's just like I still remember it so well, Michael, from when that happened. And it's like we're going back in a time machine. It really is with the way if you just compare the two situations uh, from, from Favre to Rodgers, just with the off-field diva mentality. Kind of amazing. All right. When we return... We talk some picks for tonight. Mike Samich, professional handicapper, has college hoops and NHL plays when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Even though Patrick Maher can't be here today, he's enjoying some time off. I'm Ben Wilson in for Patrick with Michael back in on the East Coast. Got to get Had to get Mike Samich on the line uh, today here, Michael. And our, our final far, final few days together before the new lineup starts uh, next week. So great to see Mike. Professional. I, we list you as professional handicapper, Mike, but I mean, you're there's so much more than that, and we're talking all different sports. So you're now you're now watching XFL here, which has been like it's been a reincarnation version of the XFL from the 2020 pandemic season. What have you noticed so far? We had one week. Now uh, week two starts uh, back up there tonight. Yeah, I'm a football junkie, so give me football. I'm going to end up watching it here. Uh, yeah, XFL I think is really interesting. We've had had some new rule changes that have made the game. Uh, I think more offensive heavy, specifically for these spring leagues where we've generally seen the defenses really dominate. Uh, you've got the the option of being able to go for it on fourth and 15 versus an onside kick, which promotes more offense. I love the punting rules where if you punt in the end zone, you punt it out of bounds, the opposing team gets the ball at the 35, makes it a lot more advantageous to go for it on fourth and six, fourth and eight from the opponent's 45, 50 yard line because they're going to get the ball at the 35 here if you make a mistake in the kicking game. So love the idea of these new rule changes. And to me, one of the big things that it, it promotes here is second half scoring. Uh, a team is never really out of it because you have that fourth and 15 option, because you can get nine points on a single touchdown. And that allows you to kind of look at this from a, a strategic standpoint when betting. And how can you take advantage of these rules when betting? And to me, the one that really jumps out, the first half under, I think, is a much safer play. And the second half over becomes safer because of these rule changes. And one week into the season, it's lined up that way. Under went under, first half under went three and one last week. The second half over also went three and one last week. You just see teams taking more chances in the second half. And you could have more of these scoring bursts because late in the game, you want to be up three possessions, which is 19 or more points, or you have the chance to be able to come back from down 18. So a lot more risk taken in the second half, promote second half scoring. So first half unders, second half overs for me. 
Mike, what did you think of the play of the of the of the game? Uh, you know, it's a spring football league. <laughs> it's it's not the the most exciting football. The quarterback position specifically leaves you something more to be wanted in that spot. You don't see the same offensive talent. That again pushes you toward the unders, and that's what we've seen in a lot of these spring games. Is that look, the defense is just ahead of the offense uh, because the offense doesn't have the same complexities that you see in the NFL. And the quarterback play, you can't fit it into those tight windows like you can in the NFL. So the play is not phenomenal, but the rules make the XFL really interesting here in my yeah. mind. I got to I got to get you on the uh, the arena football bandwagon too, Mike, since I, I call games in that league, and it's very similar. Where yeah, is the play? You know, are the players amazing? No, is it unbelievably fun because of the scoring rules? Yes, and you get ridiculous uh, scores there. Uh, our, our pro tip involving the XFL, again, as, as Mike was talking about, that's a very good pro tip. Make sure you understand the rules where they really do trend to those first half unders and second half overs because of the decision-making on the offensive end. The one game tonight, it's St. Louis and Seattle. Our producer, Elliot Bauman, I think is the most diehard St. Louis Battlehawks fan, uh, at least I know. Dragons are minus four. My original thought, you know, with these new leagues, Mike, it's always... You just, at least from the side perspective, you just lean dog early because do the odds makers really know? I mean, you're power rating it just based on quarterbacks and, and really what else. Uh, how have you assessed these just from the matchup perspective where you, you still have these lines that are over a field goal, but obviously it's a different scoring, so you can't look at it as a true key number of three or more? No, you can't. The key numbers are, are really adjusted here because you have the option to go for one, two, or three after a touchdown. I agree with you. I think it's right now dog or pass. If you're playing sides, uh, you want to be able to take those points, especially when you're looking at over a field goal. To me, it's analyzing the coaches and the quarterbacks and going with what coach and quarterback combination you believe in the most until we have a little bit more data and you can look at what these defenses have been able to do. If there are any other skill position players that are breaking out and able to be really big time game changers. But at this point for me, it's, it's all about taking the dogs. Um, this Thursday night game, I think is awfully interesting as well. If you want to try and compare it to Thursday night NFL, which is what I'm doing in a lot of ways here, you want to be the home team generally and you want the under. But because of the way they're structuring this, all of these teams are practicing in Texas. So Seattle is making the same trip here that St. Louis is making. I don't think there's as big of a home field advantage. So if I was going to play a side here, I would take the four with St. Louis, who looked anemic on offense in the first half, but was able to really come rushing back and was able to get 15 points late to end up covering the net minus two and a half uh, as a road favorite in their first game. So I would take St. Louis plus the four here, but I like that first half under much more, especially on this short week, especially with the weather we're expecting in Seattle. But in general, I do agree with your sentiment. Right now, it's dog or pass for me on the sides in the XFL. You know, but I think, don't you think with the more practice, like in the NFL, the offense will kick back and it will get a little bit better? I would expect you see some tick uptick in the offense, but I think that in general, football, the defense is just so much easier to, to play. It's, it's just go out there, cover. The schemes aren't as complex here. And offensively, you don't have that same depth where in the NFL you have these coaches who are scheming specific game plans against specific defenses and able to find weaknesses in them and then be able to actually exploit those weaknesses. And if your player talent level isn't high enough, it's much more difficult to exploit those weaknesses because you have to execute. And the execution just is not high enough in these spring leagues that we're able to consistently see offenses do that. So I would expect the offenses do get a little bit better week to week when they get more practices in them. But I would expect for the full season, the defenses still have the edge. And even with the scoring changes, the betting market tells you. I mean, these totals are anywhere from 36 and a half to 40. So it's a pretty, pretty stark reminder of at least or showing of where the teams are at uh, as of right now. Again, Mike Samich joining us right now. Give him a follow if you don't already. I know people probably do, but that's at Samobomb18. And check out the, uh, the Dude to Bet Daily Show, which is uh, another one out this morning. As we get into your best bets for the day, 
Uh, as we go to college basketball, a few weeks away from March Madness and Selection Sunday, Chris Collins' Northwestern Wildcats, Mike, they're, they're going to be back in the tournament for just the second time in uh, team history, have won five straight. How do you view this matchup tonight? In-state rivalry, Northwestern and Illinois there in the Big Ten. Yeah, really interesting game here. And you have a bunch of trends pointing toward Illinois. Uh, this spread is minus six in a lot of places. It opened to that four and a half, five range. It just kind of keep ticking up. Two amazing stats for me. First off, home teams in the Big Ten, 64% against the spread this late in the season. I, that's just wild to me that you'd have one side that well against the spread in a specific league. You also have teams that are lower ranked at home as favorites clicking off at a 60 plus percent. So both those points to Illinois. But I'm a little a little nervous to take that side specifically because Terry Chan Jr., who's been out a couple games, the concussion protocol, still has not been announced in. He was supposed to play against Minnesota, did not play over the weekend. He's still day-to-day. -day. I would expect he ends up not playing here, so that shies me away from the side. However, I love the under here. This is two teams that don't necessarily want to push the pace of play anyway. Northwestern likes to slow it down. Total sitting at 136. If Shannon doesn't play, He's their top scorer. He's going to be all Big Ten. He's second in the team in assists. That pushes me even more toward this under 136. I think it's high with him in. I think it's way too high with him out. So give me the under 136 Northwestern Illinois. And you got great range. I mean, now you also like Gardner-Webb minus two versus Longwood. I mean, you're, you're all over the map. Let's you go. got it good going, Mike. Hey, you got to go to the Big South if you like a line, right? And this is an inter interesting <laughs> spot. Longwood, four and four in their last eight games. They're 12 and five in the conference. Four of those five losses on the road. Gardner-Webb playing at home today. Revenge spot for them. They lost 64-59 in Longwood. They're going to get their revenge tonight. I like Gardner-Webb laying the two, trying to take over that two seed in the Big South. I'd, I'd love that that was a, a game on, on the docket. I, I, I called a Gardner-Webb game uh, last year. Michael, they were out. Uh, they were in Vegas. They played UNLV to open the season. Tim Kraft, super nice guy, very very young and up-and-coming head coach, and that Gardner-Webb program, they don't score. They're terrible on offense, but they're like a <laughs> sneaky, really elite defense for a small conference team. They're top 80 in, uh, in overall defensive efficiency. So you get the run in, I know it's the run in Bulldogs, but that, that's a weird thing, right? You look at run in Bulldogs, they're this, great, uh, they're this great defensive team, but they're definitely live, right, to come out of that conference, even though they'll be a you know, 16 seed if they make it. But that's a team that has legitimate potential to come out of that conference, I would think. I, I think so. I mean, this should be a fun conference tournament. you got three good teams in there. You've got Gardner-Webb. You've got Longwood. Um, They're both fighting for that two seed right now, and that to me is the key. If you're able to get that two seed, you're going to lock up yourself in this side of the bracket. You don't want to end up in that 1-4 matchup. Uh, this is, it's to me, just a fun conference to watch. And I think that when you're betting college basketball, you got to focus on some of these smaller conferences as well. The lines get really sharp when you're looking at the big five conferences. If you can find edges in these smaller places, playing the smaller schools, which a lot of people are ignoring, and where Vegas just doesn't take as much money, you can often get some edges here. And so for me, I like Gardner-Webb tonight. I think laying the two here is a good spot. Great secondary pro tip, Michael. We'll, 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 we'll throw that out on, under the, uh, the XFL uh, pro tip as we get you out of here because we're going to even go further, deeper on, onto the card. NHL, what's your, uh, your best bet for tonight? I love me some first half unders and tonight. I think there's a great setup. You've got Minnesota going into Columbus. The Blue Jackets can't score the puck. Philip Gustafson, the starter for Minnesota, has a 2.03 goals against on the road. This is two conference out of conference teams that are playing each other. I think there's a feeling out period. Give me the under goal and a half in the first period for the Wild versus the Blue Jackets. Look at that. Mike Samich doing it all for us today at uh, Samobom18 on Twitter. Mike, great to see you as, uh, as always. Thanks for the time. Well done, and, uh, best, I know you got a ton of plays going this weekend between the golf and the racing and everything else. So thanks for, uh, for joining us. 
Of course. Thanks for having thanks, me, guys. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you. All right. When we return, it's time for another Mike to uh, enter the fold with Michael Lombardi. It's Mike Palm. Who we loves have... who loves hockey unders? Nobody Mike, likes nobody, hockey unders nobody, more than him. Exactly. Mike Palm uh, will join us right after this here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. In addition to all of our new shows, VEASAN is kicking off new podcasts to give every better the insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. VEASAN continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. No matter what sports you like to bet or how experienced you are, you'll find a podcast for you. The VEASAN College Betting Basketball Podcast has some of the best college hoops analysis around, breaking down the betting odds, lines, and totals. Host Tim Murray hosts three episodes each week with invaluable contributions from alternating co-hosts Matt Humans and Adam Burke. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast featuring Danny Burke and NHL betting expert Andy McNeil. They cover all things hockey twice each week. And coming soon, the VEASAN Baseball Betting Podcast starting in March, delivering daily advice and analysis from Adam Burke. And the VEASAN F1 Racing Podcast will have all the F1 news twice each week, which I'm hosting with uh, Mikhail Miranda. They're all free. Available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. My question, Michael Lombardi, is why did we not yeah. why did we not go with a VEASAN Europa Conference League podcast with Mike Palm. That would, yeah. I mean, that would top all the ratings. I mean, man knows it. That knows it. I, I, I've actually read a lot about Formula One and uh, the, uh, the the Mercedes Group had that had that great successful run, and there was a great article in Harvard Harvard Business Review about them and about their leadership and about all the things that they're able to accomplish and how they're going to get it back this year. Yeah, Michael, you're getting Mikhail so excited. Mikhail's back behind the glass mm. running audio. He's about to he's about to break through the Toto glass. Wolf. So, yeah. Toto Wolf. Oh, God, Mikhail's Toto going Wolf nuts is the right man. Now. Trust me. Mikhail's so Toto excited Wolf for is, our, our Mike, first do you know episode. Toto Wolf? I mean, I think you want Toto Wolf running everything for you. He's got it all. Yes, he does. It's very interesting trying to forge some relationships with these different racing teams, Michael, as F one comes to Las Vegas here at the end of the year. Uh, and, and experiencing that. So, I mean, there's a, a big learning curve here as we go through, you know, in a three-month period, a Formula One race and a Super Bowl, uh, you know, just blocks from each wow. other, really. Uh, yeah, that is just one of the many <laughs> things going on uh, here at Circus Sports. He's Mike Palm, by the way, for those who don't know, a VP of operations at Circa, the Golden Gate and the D here uh, in downtown Las Vegas. It's that classic, like, people, I think, generally view it as that swoon period, pseudo hangover after the Super Bowl ends, and people are like, what do we bet? But... I mean, there's always something. There's always a lot going on. What what has been the uh, the main takeaway over the last couple of weeks for you guys post Super Bowl? Well, the college basketball has ramped up. Uh, obviously, as people turn their attention away from football and really start focusing on college basketball as we get to conference tournaments coming up here. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a whole cascade of conference tournaments before we even get to to the NCAA tournament. We pick up a little bit the the volume on hockey uh, in NBA, um, and now we have XFL. So uh, I think uh, people are going to try to figure it out. You know, it's something new. You have new rules. Uh, you have people in places you haven't seen. But you do have some familiar names, at least, uh, coaching these teams. So, And it's getting great TV coverage. So uh, I think people will watch and try to figure out and to see if there's any edge here uh, through the first few weeks, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's, it's going to take a little bit of time to get used to it. But, I mean, let's face it, I mean, College basketball kind of captures our attention a little bit now. And you do a really good job of finding that value team somewhere in the last year you were you were doing the same thing. What is your team that's outside of 10 to 1 that you think could make it to the Final Four? You know, it's interesting. Um, Amal and I have talked about UConn a lot this year. Yeah. Uh, he got a much better price than I did on them. Um, 
you know, I think the Big East is 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 deeper than we're used to, and they've and 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 it's more tried and true. I mean, I think the Big East is a tougher conference than the ACC this year. I and I think you yeah. saw it last night. I mean, one of the most overrated teams I've ever seen is Virginia. If you look at their metrics, how are they ranked sixth in the country? They're outside the top twenty. In all efficiency yeah. metrics, I know they have the brand name. They're playing in a weak league there. Uh, this is the worst I've ever seen the ACC. So, you know, I have a couple of futures. I have UConn. Uh, I got Alabama at 12 to 1. Uh, I'm impressed with their consistency. Of course, I'm not happy with the whole situation, the way Oates oh, is handling right. the yeah. gun and all of that. This, is, this, this I think, is going to be such a distraction for this team bringing him back more so than if they had just separated, you know, out of the university, let him stay on trial and, and all of that. So I think the Pac-10 is interesting. I, I'm going to try to make it to the Pac-12 Pac, Pac Pac tournament yeah. this year. Um, you know, UCLA, Arizona very possibly could end up on the one line. I still think USC, you know, makes you give a decent effort every night to beat you. They're going to play defense and, and rebound the basketball. So I'd like to get to the Pac-12 tournament. I want to get my eyes live on Arizona and UCLA. That, those would yeah. be if those two square off would mm -hmm. be an incredible Pac-12 tournament. Well, there's so many conference tournaments too in Vegas, so you you know that's the thing, Michael. You got to come out here for like two weeks because you can watch. Yeah. I mean, there's a I'm going to be of, out there. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to sit right next to Mike Palm at the tournament. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to let him scout for me. Let's I'm going to be out there to do it because I think it's great because you could see these teams and kind of get a sense of it. You know, we so much like you know St. Mary's in, since January is I think what the sixth best team in the country in terms of the metrics, and yet I haven't really seen them because I go to bed. Too early to stay awake to watch them. So, you know, I think there's those kind of situations where you're a little bit, especially here on the East Coast, where those those seven o'clock starts on the West Coast are hard to pay attention yeah. to. You know, that's another one. You just go over to the Orleans if you want to see St. Mary's and this incredible freshman guard. I mean, what it well, that that might have been the best game of the year, St. Mary's Gonzaga. I stayed up late on they, that Saturday night again, watching uh, that game. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very interesting. Randy Benedio always has a few Australian players, uh, you know, and and they you know basically they win seventy eight percent of their games every year. And can they get in or can they not? I mean, they're starting right. to make a brand for themselves. It took Gonzaga a few years to get to national prominence. I think St. Mary's is starting to get into where they're not a bracket buster anymore, but they're a household tournament name. Well, they have a guy, yeah, Aiden no Mahaney, who is such an elite freshman. So Orleans Arena, that's where the WCC is at. I'm, I'm calling the WAC this year, which is a very wide open field. Not doesn't have a team that is going to make a deep run. Well, it but doesn't have a team. Right? New Mexico State has, well, has, has, has yes. folded up the tents. Uh, yeah, they're the, done. The yeah. hazing scandal at <laughs> yeah. Mexico State. But that's at least an interesting league. I don't know that you would go looking for a, you know, a sleeper in March Madness. But that you know, there's at least going to be some options there. You have the Big West as well here. So there's a, a lot of options. And then you think about just from the – the long-term perspective, I mean, Big 12, Have we? Have, can you remember a better conference top to bottom, Mike, than the Big 12? And how is that going to manifest once we get to the March? Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, I'm from Iowa, so I follow Iowa State pretty closely. I just, that's a tough conference. I don't know if they can shoot the ball well enough. They need control of the games. They need to get out ahead in the first half. They're, they're in trouble when they get behind four or five possessions. But I've always said... Even growing up, and I was an ACC fan because of North Carolina, but I've always said the best conference tournament year in and year out over the span of our lifetimes has always been the Big 12 tournament, whether it was at Kemper or they moved it to Dallas or back to Kansas City, the Sprint Center, wherever it's been at, because those schools all travel well. You know, Iowa State travels extremely well. It's a three-hour drive to Kansas City. Of course, Kansas and Kansas State and Missouri are all right there. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State come up. The Texas schools travel. It's really, even though they, it's in Kansas City, you'd say, oh, it's a Kansas home court. It's not a Kansas home court. It's really a neutral court. Yeah. 
And, and there's depth in the conference. I mean, that that's the thing. You, you know, you get there and you watch it and, you know, everybody, you know, Texas fires beard and, you know, they're playing as well as anybody right now. And so it's like the teams are deep. It's, you know, I always, when I was growing up, I always thought the big, big it was a big eight. I thought it was just a, bat, a football conference, but it's really become a much better basketball conference as these years have gone on. Yeah, TCU Texas, can beat uh, anybody oh, on a given night. Oklahoma, sure. can, I mean, Oklahoma routed uh, Alabama in that, in that challenge. I mean, Alabama just got punched in the face. Yeah. Uh, so, I yeah. mean, these teams, at the, when the teams at the bottom of the league are this good, that means your league is great. Now that Mike yeah, Miles I mean, is back for TCU, a huge, huge addition after he was injured. So You know, I got spoiled here when I first came to Vegas in the first few years. I would go to every game of the Mountain West tournament at Thomas and Mack. And it was a great era then. Tim Miles was at Colorado State. Alford was at New Mexico. Kawhi was at San Diego State. Jimmer Fredette uh, was at San Diego, uh, was at BYU. UNLV was decent. I mean, that was a really six deep eight team tournament every year. Yeah. It, and that's one of now the many tournaments yeah. that, uh, that we have still going on. Uh, also, as a Mizzou alum, I do miss the days of the uh, Mizzou being in the Big 12 tournament. It's just border war. Border war. Border <laughs> war. No, no, does not uh, exist any longer. As far as your preparations here at, at Circa, and everybody talks about how the Super Bowl, that is the big event you're leading up to, but March Madness. I mean, it's another yeah. huge two-week ordeal. Well, here. the dynamic is very different now because we're hosting the West Regional. Uh, so the room rates on the second weekend are incredible. Uh, they're actually almost as high as the Thursday and Friday of, of opening opening weekend wow. of March Madness. So we'll see how this wow. plays out. I think this is really good for us, having the West Regional here. I'm not sure having the Super Bowl here is good for us. Now, I'm not speaking about Las Vegas, but I'm speaking about the industry. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure. Las Vegas is already, Michael, the greatest place to be for Super Bowl, no matter where it's held, whether right. it's in New Jersey, <laughs> Minnesota, Miami, Dallas, it L.A. It does Phoenix. It doesn't. But now you put it on top of it. Uh, and you create some issues, but we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna. The, the, I get your point. Your point is simply this: you are going to be packed, whether the Super Bowl's there or not. It's going to be packed. Right, and now you're going to have the NFL dictate a lot of what's going to. We need this many rooms here. We need, you can only hear. You got to buy this from that. You know, and how much? How much of the fans? actually get squeezed out. I mean, how many people at Allegiant Stadium are just fans that are going to buy a ticket? Is it 50% of that crowd? Is it 60? Is it less? I don't know. I, I asked Derek yesterday, I said, how many of the people that attend the parties here on, on at Circa or at the D will actually be at the stadium watching the Super Bowl next year? we got to try to put a number yeah. on that. Yeah, that's <laughs> fascinating to think about. Hey, M Michael, you're coming out here, though, for March Madness. So, I, I mean, oh, yeah, hey, hey, come by Circa. We have a Jeff, young Jeff Parles is getting married, Mike. So, we, he's got a bachelor party the week oh, of wow. the regional let's, final. Let's, we have a Cabana at Stadium Swim. Let's not forget Stormy's getting married later this Stormy, summer yeah. at the D2 with at, the reception at Circa. See, it, we, got, we got it all going on <laughs> yeah. uh, here, here in downtown Las Vegas. <laughs> when we come back, Palms pressing three to close the show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. 
because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's for your loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
All right, we're back for the final time on the Lombardi line. Great to be back with uh, with Michael here, and we're, we're together all weekend, Michael. It's going to be a blast here uh, on the final few days before our new lineup takes hold. Stormy Bond and Tony uh, in the fold starting Monday. Meanwhile, Mike Palm's still here. Palm's pressing three is not going anywhere. It's, it's still going to continue, even with the new lineup, Michael. So wow. here, here we go. We'll I'm, I, this is my first time in uh, in studio for the Palm pressing three. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole other experience unto itself. All right, Michael. <laughs> just stand I've been back. told big things. Just, I've been told big hey, things. Just stand back. Just pretend right. that uh, Chad's on the show. You just stay off to the side. We'll All get right. this going here. Just, just, just don't ruin the bit. Okay, number one, Michael. Season win totals aren't out yet for NFL teams, but if a book was bold enough to inv- unveil them even before the quarterback musical chairs has ended, I'd project that the New York Jets' win total would either be nine wins with juice on the over or nine and a half wins with juice on the under. Now, if tomorrow the Jets had a press conference to announce that they had acquired Derek Carr and guaranteed him a quarter billion dollars or more over five years, their win total would either stay the same or perhaps go up half a game. If you were Woody Johnson or Joe Douglas and a bookmaker or pro better told you that an acquisition like this or an acquisition on any other team didn't move your season win total even a single game, should that not inform you of the quality of your decision? You were formerly a GM. What would you have said if someone told you your big free agent splash didn't improve or barely improved your betting odds? Well, now that I've done this job, now that I know how hard people work to gain an advantage in this industry because it is money, because it is green, and it does impact the wallet, and there's a vested interest in it, I would have said that if this doesn't move the number, why are we spending $250 million for it? Now, having been in the NFL and having scouted, I would have not been a part of an organization to say, let's go pay Derek Carr $250 million. Just because past performance predicts future achievement. Like, this isn't about, as Femi would say, well, if he gets a better defense or if he gets a better support. Like, stop making excuses. When a player shows you who he is, believe him. That's a Bill Parcells quote. When a player shows you who he is, believe him. When Derek Carr decides to throw the ball out of bounds to Mike Tomlin on a third and five to win the game and doesn't throw the in cut, believe him. When he throws the ball in a short of the end zone or spikes the ball at the end of the Cincinnati playoff game to lose it down, believe him. Now, if you think you're going to manage him better, God bless you. God bless. But I would not. I would have not done it before. And now that I've been in this job and now how what the book does and what they value to move the number, I would have paid attention. Number two, recent mock drafts and betting steam have seen Anthony Richardson from Florida getting buzzed as the number one, over, number one overall pick. Clearly, he's an uber-talented prospect but he also couldn't hit the broad side of the barn with a football last season. Anyone who watched college football this year would shudder at the notion of Will Levis or Anthony Richardson going top 10, let alone number one. What is your stance, Michael, on not wanting to miss out on the next Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen at the risk of picking someone that could be a complete bust versus taking a C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young who were super productive but maybe don't have as high a ceiling? In handicapping the draft, do we undersell the Lombardi tenant of save your office that you've taught us through the years? And should we project drafts this way? Well, I think 
look, I, I think let's take Will Levis. I would – I mean, he showed enough on tape. You've got to make a decision on him. And what is the upside with Will Levis? That, that's something you've got to determine. The Richardson player is a little bit like a high school player entering the NBA draft. It's not good. The tape doesn't give you enough production to feel comfortable. But the talent can lie to you and can make you believe that if we kept him a year and basically instead of him going back to Florida, he's coming into our team for a year and we're going to teach him. He's not going to play. He's not ready to play. We know this. But if we get him ready in a year, we could reach for greatness. And a lot of these teams are really oil riggers. They're trying to find oil. And they're going to dig in holes. And they're going to overpay for it. And I think ultimately with a player this talented, this big, this fast, who I thought this summer had a chance to make a run at the Heisman. And after the Utah game, I thought, okay, he's got a chance. But the next week, he didn't have a chance. And the inconsistencies bother me. And so, as I said in the last question, when a player shows you his, believe him. Richardson hasn't really showed us who he is. If I was his father, I would have told him to go back to school for another year because that year, if he plays really well, he could have been the first pick in the draft. He has the talent to be the first pick in the draft. He doesn't have the production, and this is where drafts get screwed up. This is where people make mistakes. They draft on perception. They don't draft on reality. But if you get a guy like this who's as big as Cam Newton and can throw the ball, sometimes teams take the risk. All right, last one, Michael. If you were in charge of the Bears, would you trade Justin Fields and restart the rookie quarterback clock on anyone from this draft, even if there isn't a sure thing? Or is it better for the Bears to entertain desperate teams' motherload offers for the number one pick, stockpile these picks and talent, and keep Fields? What would you do, and what will the Bears do? I think the question isn't, is anybody better in this draft than Fields? The question to accurately ask. Most times, you get presented with a problem. The framing of the question allows you to answer the problem. And I think everybody has framed this question the wrong way. The question is, do you think Ryan Poles, Michael Lombardi, do you think Justin Fields can throw the ball effectively enough to be in the top 20 quarterbacks in the league? Do you think Justin Fields can throw the ball in the fourth quarter when we have to win a game? And my answer is no. My answer has been no for a while. My answer was no when he was coming out of Ohio State. His delivery's too loose. He can't control the ball. So if I were put in charge of the ball of, of the team, I would entertain trading down, but I would also entertain trading fields. I would be just as content to trade down and take Stroud at three and get somebody else. Like I worry about if if Bryce Young was six feet four, two hundred and thirty pounds like Anthony Richardson and played like he did at Alabama, he's the first pick over on the draft. There's no problem. But he's 189 pounds soaking wet, and he's barely six feet tall. That's the problem. But once I've made the decision on fields to not to decide that he can't throw the ball in the fourth quarter, remember what I talk about all the time on this show. The true essence of a good team is we can throw it when we have to throw it. We can run it when we have to run it. We can stop the pass when we have to stop it, and we can stop the run when we have to stop it. The, the Chiefs proved that. Mahomes could throw the ball when they had to throw it. I don't know if Justin Fields – I know Justin Fields will struggle to throw the ball when everybody knows he's got to throw it. Here's one more for Lombardi and one more for the road here, Michael. I know we got about a minute and a half left. 
Should Aaron Rodgers end up in the AFC? Rank your top three quarterbacks in the NFC this year. Oh, man, that's a great question. So, you know, I mean, that the problem is you got, you know, Jalen Hurts is over there. And, you know, Rodgers is gone. Cousins didn't play well this year. He played better than last year. Uh, Jared Goff's got to be in the top five of this conversation. Geno Smith might be two. It might be Hurts, Geno Smith, and maybe Goff. Am Where, I missing anybody? Where's Dak? Dak's probably six, seven until he proves he can protect the football. Where's Stafford? That's another coming off an injury. I mean, Stafford can't stay healthy. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think that's gonna, it's gonna change. They don't have. That's the reason the NFC is where it is. There's no the quarterbacking play is low. Kyle Trask at Tampa Bay. You know, what are we getting? Anthony Dalton at New Orleans. I mean, Geno Smith, I said this all summer. I couldn't go on vacation if he was my starting quarterback. Now I think he's the second best quarterback <laughs> in the NFC. I, I didn't think Jalen Hurts could throw the ball with any anticipation. Now he's play, running with the six back offense. He doesn't have to. Would you rather have Kyler Murray or Daniel Jones? I'd rather have Daniel Jones. At least I got a good locker room guy. <laughs> there you go. Hey, for my first time in studio for Palms Pressing 3. Did not disappoint. You did a. That was very nice. You did a great job, Ben. You did a tremendous job in that segment. <laughs> I, that As was Patrick my, that's, always that's, says that. He was like Ron Turcott on Secretariat. That's just pro- don't fall off. That's, <laughs> pro- that's probably the best segment I've had in my uh, in my visa history. Just, just yeah, send back. that around. Yep. Get uh, your agent to send that around. Uh, trust me, that's gonna lead. <laughs> off, that's gonna lead off the demo tape right there. You know it, Michael. All right, Mike Paul. Great to see you. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for doing this, Michael. Thanks, Mike Palm. You're the best. Thank you, Michael. Great to great to see you again, Mike. Uh, Michael Lombardi. We're back with. Us to tomorrow. tomorrow on the Lombardi line. We say so long. Up next, it's Beeson Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.